step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, the number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about scars exposed. I know this may be a little heavy for somebody, and that's fine. Expose your scars at your own rate. That's the, the disclaimer. We often run into people that looks as if they have it all together. She's wearing a big fancy hat, suit and shirt fresh out of the cleaners, with a fit that was built to suit her body. With the shoes to match. She's not overdressed. She's dressed to compliment her mister. He's dressed to the nines. A tailor suit with coordinating dog, belt, and shoes. This couple's outside appearance will make anyone smile with dreams or ideas of doing it bigger. But what no one sees is the scars, the fancy drapery is removed, i.e. childhood pain, teenage abandonment, adult abuse. When you look in the mirror, what scars do you have exposed? Let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Scars exposed. Let's talk about it. Well, I think before we even get into scars, it's uh, a figurative uh, meaning. Where when we say scars, we actually are talking about, you know, your pain. We're talking about the things that that you try to hide from everyone else, but it's a constant reminder to yourself. Um, I have I've actually had a lot myself more than I I thought I had, but um, that shows that. I'm only human, um, and I'm sure just like everyone else have their own set of issues. So when we say scars, we're talking about those reminders of, I guess, bad experiences, to say the least. So let's go into it. So when I when I when I think of scars, I think uh, healing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Fall, you just break. You uh, it bleeds. You treat it. It scabs over. Some leave scars. Those that that hurt really bad. You know, you get burned. Um, you treat it. When it's healed, it'll leave a scar. So those things that cut us deep, in a sense, um, leave scars. But I think mm-hmm. some people um, I view the scars as like as part of me, right? It's I've healed from it. Yes. 
So if you, you know, for instance, like I literally have a scar on my on my hand. So if you, um, when I look at my hand, it reminds me of the surgery. It reminds me of, of why I had the surgery, but it also reminds me that I came through on the other side, that I've healed through it. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was younger, I used to try to hide it because it was embarrassing. Um, I got picked on. By by people before I had the surgery, of course, um, and then after I had the surgery, it it, it was you know just a, the process of healing and so much scar tissue that it looked ugly. Um, but but then I learned to embrace it and not to hide it so much anymore. Um, and and now. You know, it just it just is what it is. I go and I get my nails done, and people, you know, the people who would do my nails would usually ask questions like, oh, what happened? Um, and I'd be able to tell a story. Now it's not mm-hmm. even a topic of discussion. Um, so I, I embrace it because it reminds me of, of where I came from, um, of where it came from and how I got through it. Absolutely, and I and I agree with you. I think that um, for me, before the healing actually begin, um, before you actually get feel better, it start to to scar or scab over. Uh, if it's a scab, it's, a, it's essentially a scar. Um, so you, which means you must come to terms with whatever it is before you can even. Did well. You agree? Yeah. How how often do you think that um, be find that being the issue? Like a lot of people don't even want to come to to grips with whatever's ailing them. Oh man, I think it's too often. I think that you know, for for whatever reason, people choose to to hide um, behind their scars or to hide their scars. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, for me, I personally don't know why. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm one of the most transparent people that, that are out there, but I, I don't necessarily have anything to hide. Um, I don't wear my story on my, on my sleeve either, but if at any point I come across someone who, you know, ask me a question or who may have um, trouble in a certain area of their life that I can relate to, then I share my story. I share my pain. I share my triumph, you know. Um, that That's just me. And what I have found is in doing that, um, and if you do it so many times, not only does it deliver or help the person that you're talking to, but in so many ways you're being delivered from whatever part of that scar, you know, whatever part of that um, experience, experience, you know, it's holding you back. It's holding Mm -hmm. you back as far as growth in a sense. So um, for me, I, you know, hiding behind scars doesn't help. I think it 
it provides another layer over the real you. And, you know, so when when you run across someone and, you know, they're trying to have a conversation, you know, it's, it's, it's a constant question and answer session to peel, to peel back these layers to figure out, like, who, who are you really? Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's a difference between being an onion and an apple, you know. Mm, yeah. um, so once you start adding, adding all these layers to protect the, the, the pain, um, whatever level, you know, your childhood pain or whatever, um, that's when you start adding adding the layers to essentially protect. But the fact of the matter is you're not, you're, you're not protecting it, you're preventing the healing. Yes. So you're holding on to it. Up. Right. You, you're protecting it like a child, like a mother to her child. You're sheltering it. But you're not uh, addressing it or exposing it, letting the air hit it, so it could heal. Yeah, because when you think about this, when you fall and you get that scrape and it bleeds, um, mm-hmm. first thing you want to do is obviously you want you want to clean it, you know, to make sure mm-hmm. you no know, infection uh, sets in, and then you know you you want to. We're so quick to cover it up with a bandaid. Okay, well, cover with the with the bandaid or, or or gauze or what have you, so that it catches the the blood. But as soon as it stops bleeding, we cover it right back up again. You know, we we can mm-hmm. change not the bandaids, um, mm-hmm. but what in order for it to heal and heal fastest, air needs to get to it. It needs to be exposed. And Absolutely. As it, and and like as. I had a, a, a cut, a burn that happened a few weeks ago on my pinky finger. And, um, well, not a burn, I don't know, somehow I pulled the skin off. But anyhow, I cleaned it. I put, you know, Neosporin on it. I put Aquaphor, you know, and I just kept putting stuff on it. But I never, I didn't want to cover it up because I know that just in a few days, it's going to scab over and my skin is going to start to grow back. You know, the layers, you know, layer by layer, your skin is going to cover it up. And at some point, um, there may be a little scar left there, but I didn't want to cover it up. And I think that that's the way we need to treat our scars, um, to our, whether it be a scar to our ego or a scar, you know, in a situation or whatever. Um, we need to keep them exposed so that we can heal and the new layers of skin can grow. Absolutely. I think one of the, 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 the things that that you kind of hit on earlier was we keep wanting to add covering. And a lot of times it's <clears throat> so that no one will see mm-hmm. that you got a boo-boo, right? Mm-hmm. Um but if you think about how that, that transfer into life, you know, you cover up the scars and or, or the, the scrapes or what have you so no one will see it. You cover it up with your nice 
shirt and, and pantsuit or jewelry or what have you. But the fact of the matter is, even those scrapes where you hit your knee, you could teach, could have taught your friends what not to do to get a scrape. Or uh, don't, you know, uh, watch out for the sand because if not, you can fall and get a get a scrape like me, you know, or what have you. So exposing those proverbial boo-boos could be beneficial to everyone, but we have this image when we dress to the nines and all this as though it's perfect. So we don't want anybody to see that we have scars. We don't want anybody to see that we have issues. We don't want anybody to see dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. All we want them to see is his belt and shoes and hat match. And him and his wife, you know, compliment each other. That's it. Yeah. Image. Especially, yeah. I find that especially in the church. If you walk around as though you're perfect, nothing is wrong. How are you going to attract broken people? There you go. See, what you got to do is... Go ahead. You don't see mechanics at the new car lot. Why not? Because all those cars are fixed. You see the mechanics out at the repair shops for the broken cars. So if you're going to attract someone, you probably got to remove all the fancy layers and essentially be exposed and transparent like they are. If you meet me in the streets, you know what it is. Don't come to me and you're looking like a lawyer. Come to me like you in the streets. Not frightened because you came from the streets. But you got to come back to where I'm at. So I can see that we have something in common. What's your thoughts? Right, and I think that we we've talked about it before, um, you know. And whenever Pastor gets on the line, of course, he I'm sure he'll probably mention it because we got it from him. But it's about meeting people where you are. You know, like you said, if you come to me and I'm in the street, you know, you don't don't come to me looking like a lawyer. Because it, that that's that's a quick way for you to get the door slammed in your face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or to get my back turned on you. Don't you mm-hmm. know? Don't come to me with with your church hat and your church shoes and being holier than thou. If if you see me in the street and um, you know whatever my situation may be, may be that. That I may be homeless, I may be out there, you know, prostituting, selling a little lead, trying to make ends meet at home. You know, I may be selling a little dope, trying to make ends meet at home. Whatever it is I'm out there doing, if you're going to come to me, come to me like I am. You see what I'm saying? Like, meet me where I'm at. Come to me and, and, 
and 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 say something to me like, you know, sister, you know, it's a little cold out here. Can I, can I, you know, buy you some coffee or can I get you a jacket or, you know, here, take the sweater, you know, and Absolutely. and and then and then start conversing with me as far as, you know, what you're doing out here, you know, it's late or what have you, this, that, and the third, and find out what my story is before you come to uh-huh. me and just, have you tried Jesus? Judging me. Right, <laughs> you right. You know what? You know, yes, I've tried Jesus. That's why I'm still out here, I'm t- because I've been trying Jesus, and, and I've been failing. Now, I don't know I've been failing because I haven't asked him to come into my heart. I don't know I've been failing because, you know, there are things that I needed to do in order you know, to, to, to get my blessings. Like, I have no idea. I'm saying to you that, yeah, I've been praying, but my situation ain't been turning around. I'm saying to you that, you know, if there was a God, then then I wouldn't be here. If there was a God, I'd have heat in my house. You know, I'm saying all these things to you, or these these, these are my experiences. So if you come to me and ask me, excuse me, have I tried Jesus, then you're not trying to, Help me get saved. I don't know what you're you know, trying I to do. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you're doing that either. Yeah, I, I mean, but if you come to me and and you know offer me a, a jacket or a coat and or you know some coffee or something, and you just want to sit and have a conversation and and you know like we learned last week, spend a little time with me. Not even you know. 30, 40 minutes, but maybe you want to spend five or 10 minutes with me just to hear a little bit about what I'm going through, then, you know, you, you got my interest. And, you know, because in in that five or 10 minutes, whatever it is I'm going through, you have the ability to connect with me on that level. And if you can do that, then you can reel me in. But in order you to valid, do that, You validated me. Yeah, but in order to connect with me, you got to do what? Take off all those layers. You got to be transparent. Yeah, Don't come out here. You, know, you you can't come out here all layered up and and with your scars covered. You know, you got to come to me revealing your scars. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't know that God healed you in this particular area, then how are you going to show me faith? You know, you're absolutely right. There's, you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. There was a old, I don't know name, pastor who was, was who used to be a prostitute. And um, she went back out and she was saving the prostitutes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because she was exposing those scars. She knew who she was and what she had done, and she can understand where they're at. And then mm-hmm. from there, she brought them to where she was currently. You know what I mean? So right. um, that's that's important. That is so important. We have these people that always say, you know, you should do better, you should do better, I want you to do better. But y'all ain't Y'all don't know what it's like. Until you struggle, then you can talk to me about doing better. Exactly. Then you can about don't. doing better once you're beyond the struggle. But if you still struggle like me, you talking about doing better, and I'm and I'm doing okay because it may not be legal, 
quote unquote, but it's paying the bills. Right. I'm gonna need you to, I'm gonna need you to come with a different approach. Right. And the thing maybe is, your guy need to come see me. Exactly. But see, here's here's the other side of that. You may be out there doing something illegal, right? Whatever it may be, to to get your bills paid. But because you're still out there and you haven't gotten locked up like the rest of them, God is already looking out for you. Mm-hmm. So they can't approach you assuming that you don't know God or assuming that you're disconnected. Now, I'm not saying that God is condoning whatever it is you're doing illegal, but God has been a savior to you in, in certain areas and certain situations. See what I'm saying? But the, the thing is, is, is that if if you don't acknowledge your scars, if you don't stop and understand how you heal and um, acknowledge your scars, how can God use you to connect other sinners? Mm, very good question. Because you don't use perfect people. If you ain't ever been through anything, I don't think I want to have a conversation with you because you don't, like you said earlier, you have no idea what this is like. You don't know what it's like to be out here in the cold doing whatever it is I'm doing and the rest of my family, you know, my kids in a one-bedroom apartment with no adult supervision until I can make this money. You don't you don't know what it's like. You don't know what type of sacrifices I've had to make in order to get where I am. So if you ain't ever been through a struggle, how are you going to tell me how to get through a struggle? But more That's than that, good. if you have been through a struggle and you hide behind it, why? You too proud to show people where you came from? You too you too mm-hmm. proud to show people, you know, you too proud to show people that you had to take this beating in order to get where you were? Because I'm pretty sure God being the man that he is or being the God that he is, when he rose on that third day, or I'm pretty sure that the scars that he had when they crucified him, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when he rose, he could have, he could have sealed those holes in his hands, you know, like he could have, you know what I mean? Like sealed, he could have been as, as perfect as perfect gets being the God that he is. Go ahead. Because remember he showed, I said, but he chose to keep him because remember he showed um, Thomas. Yeah. He showed Thomas. And he chose And, 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 and invited Thomas to touch him. Right. Well, there you go. And he chose to keep him and reveal him so that it's, you know, I'm not going to say proof, but because he so that you could appreciate his story. You could appreciate where he came from. You know what I mean? So it's it's like, you know what? I I am imperfect. Let me show you. Let me show you what I've been through. And I made it out. You know what I mean? No, for sure. For sure. And I think that's the, that's the part that, you know, I want to get. Uh, tell the entire story. That's where the true hope comes from. The hope doesn't come from seeing the destination. The hope comes from the process. The hope comes from the true story, the entire story, to where you can say, 
you know, I've been through this, I've been through that, and here I am now. It can happen to you too. I didn't use it all up on me. There's some left for you. And you over there, and you over there, and whoever else is listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But we forget that part. We're going to keep it a secret so that no one else forget any. Well, let's talk about why we forget. Are we ashamed? So, so let's let's talk to to people who who can relate on, you know, not so. I mean, I'm not going to say that you know prostitution and different things like that is drastic, but let's talk to people who um, are on a less complicated level. You know, let's talk. Let's talk to those who um, have a drinking problem. Let's talk to those who who may be fornicating. You know, let's talk to those who, um, I don't know, maybe committing any other sin. You know what I'm saying? So for, for people, you know, who, why is it so hard for us to share our stories um, of imperfection with those? Who you know who may be going through something, or who may have made a decision in their life, um, and you just want to see them make it, you know. So, but instead of giving them or showing your scars, you want to scold them for theirs. See, that's that's where the difference comes in for me. Right, I'm proud of my imperfections. I'm proud. I'm proud of all ten of my ugly toes. I am proud. They're mine. Right? I am proud of of, of the scars because I earned those scars. But also, but also, if you ever took the time to ask the question how they came about, you could possibly learn something. That's the difference. And I and I say that just like that because one gotta show that they're not perfect. That's it. If you so if you prostituted, you did what you had to do to feed your family, no one can judge you. In fact, I'm willing to applaud you because you did you were willing to do whatever you had to do to take care of your responsibility. How many people can see that? If yeah, you had to yeah, go out absolutely. And, and stand on the block to take care of your brothers and sisters, to feed your family, you know, whatever the case may be, I applaud you because you did what you had to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the best I got. Because there's a lot of people that sit around and wait for somebody to come along and save them without putting any type of effort. And when someone don't come along, now nobody care about me, nobody. But you didn't do that. You went and got yours. You did that, and you did it to the best of your ability. All I'm going to say now that you have the scar, try God and take that scar and show somebody else so you can teach somebody else where they too could come from. 
you know, it was um, a movie that we were watching, and the kid was in a wheelchair, uh, and he was come over of a drive-by. And no one, no one really knew until they heard the daddy tell the story. But in telling those story, telling that story, it was like, ah, it can happen to you. You don't, you don't realize that it can hit home until you hear the story and it's close to home. And I think that's what people forget with these scars that. Every scar that someone has, it may not hit your house, but it's in your neighborhood. It may even be on your block. But it's very close to home. So expose the scars. Talk about them. Talk about them. Talk about them. And that's from from alcoholism to, to, and I'm just putting names on there, but whatever it is. Uh, Miss Quick said fornicating, uh, prostituting, or whatever it is, game banging, the dope dealing, all of the above, thievery, whatever it is, whatever it is, have a conversation with somebody about it. Keep them from going down that road. Maybe the life you save, maybe your life. Exposure scars. Mm-hmm. Don't be so quick to judge. I mean, you don't know it. You don't know. Here's the thing. When when we become saved and, and we start growing in our faith walk, um, you know, we and, and we start putting all these bandages on our scars because it's like, okay, now I'm saved. I can't let I can't ever let nobody know that, you know, I had sex before I got married. I can't ever let nobody know that I lived with my boyfriend before we got married. I can't ever let nobody know, you know, that I, 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 um, I don't know, used to be a heavy drinker or whatever. You know, you're putting on, you know, you're putting on all these bandages and, and you're covering everything up, okay, because now you're walking with God, so you, you want to appear perfect. God ain't walking with perfect when when he was, were perfect people. When he was here in the flesh, right? Then he he, he walked with these. Wasn't he rolling with these? Lies. Rolling with these. Lies. You know, killers. Killers. I mean, he was amongst you know amongst them all. So what makes you think? Just what makes you think that you have to be? This perfect being, in order to be saved, or after you be after you're saved, or in order to to further your faith walk, or if you, if God know who you are, He know where He got you from. Why are you so worried about what man what man think of you? What man think? Now you saying something? You saying something now? You are absolutely saying something. Why are you so worried about what somebody else think of you? Well, God picked you up from that mess. And right. put you out of it, by the way. And brought you out of it. 
He delivered you. And you mean to tell me he delivered you, but you too good to share your story? You too good to talk about you being delivered because you are afraid of being judged? Or you are afraid of what people gonna think? Okay, so, so let's so let's say this. If that is the case, when you have people like that, what are they doing? Aren't they they're not following God's word? Right? I mean, or let me just say, or are 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 they still um are they going to be as effective in what there's in their ministry or in their faith walk if they still hiding behind the the clothing of or the cloth or the bandages of all their scars? How delivered can you be if you be. still Go ahead? I'm not saying rhetorical, but I don't I don't think the they will be as effective because, again, someone wants to know that they're not the only one. Uh-oh. You're right. So How many yeah. other drug dealers are in church or former drug dealers Come are in church? Now. Yeah, they probably right. still occur. Let's see. Let's see if, if, you, if we were really in church. I'd like to see how many hands we get raised, but... I mean, the the fact of the matter is this, is that in order for you to be, in my mind, maybe you know, as small as it is, um, in, in order for you to be as effective as, as you're supposed to be in your faith walk, um, you gotta you got to take those damages and you got to reveal your scars. you got to live in your truth. you got to be who God is. Designed you to be flaws and all. If flaws you have all. had, if you have had a, an instance or instances of, you know, some type of sin or for, fornication, drinking, whatever, um, you you need to wear that as your badge because, for me, that's what mine are. My scars. Um, have now become my badges of honor. Why? Because I've graduated from that. Because, yeah, I've mm. been through it. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it was rough. You know, and yeah, it was wrong. But guess what? I'm not who I used to be. You know, and, and so so if I'm sitting and I'm having a conversation with another young lady who has gone through what I've gone through, I want her to look at me and see God. I want her to look at me and know that he's real because it's one of those things where, you know, people say, okay, well, you can't see him, but God lives in us. So if I can inspire you from my story and through my deliverance, then you can straight out see God. You can see that he's real. You can see that he moves. And not only that, when you begin to walk in, you know, in faith with him, you can feel him. You you know you have the Holy Spirit there, and you can actually feel that. So for me, just for me, my scars are now my badges of honor. That's you know that's Girl Scout one hundred and one. I earned these. I'm keeping them, and I'm gonna show I'm gonna show them to the world if I need to. 
Yep, done that. Did that too. Did that. Been there. You know, go ahead and call it out. Well, I'm with you. And, and, you know, uh, I wear mine proudly. You know, without any idea, without any care, without any any weight that a man can put on me based on what on my actions because even in my actions check my intentions. Every action, check my intention. I promise you, whatever I've done, I'm able to sleep good at night. Good at night. So I tell you where my heart was. And I don't mean like my heart is in it. I'm talking about my intentions were good. Before my wife and I got married, we lived together. We had sex before marriage. But we was already married. Although we wasn't married on paper, we was already committed. So there was no pressure of we need to get married tomorrow. We need to do this. We need to do that. Nah, it was, it's our house. This is our business. Am I wrong? Mm-mm. I'm just, I'm just saying, because you can be a hundred with me because I don't have a heaven to hell to send you. I don't. This is the judgment-free zone. I'm not going to judge you, and, and no one else is allowed to judge you because it's not their job. As Pastor like to say, it's beyond their pay grade. We have to meet people where they are. And if you're not willing to help somebody's situation, don't make them feel bad or guilty for that situation because that may be sinful, a sin in the Bible as well. That may be a sin as well. Yeah, judging. I don't know. But I know judging is. Yeah, because that's what it is. I mean, you can't pass judgment on me for what I'm doing. You know, regardless of the fact that you may have done it, you still are in no place to pass judgment on me. I'm not sure if that's a sin or not, but I know the Bible speaks against judging. It does. It's just not to be judged by judges. Right. So, and and the thing is, is like family, family, Number one, judge number one. You know, they sit back and, you know, they they see the situation or hear about something and then they want to, you know, call or write or, you know, see you in the store or see you at church and, and offer their two cents. And then, right, mm-hmm. they don't speak no more. Or, you know, you, you have situations after that where, you know, they they become um, they change. Okay. They become okay. different. 
You know what okay. I mean? They become different, more distant, um, or withdrawn simply because it's, it's you know something you've done that they that they don't agree with. Now, regardless of the fact that you know whatever it is that you you doing, it's between you and your God. Absolutely. And and if they you know and if they approach and 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 you know have comments or to say about whatever whatever it is you're doing. Um, they need to also, in that same breath, be able to reveal their scars, right? Because the reason they have a problem with you is because, one, in my mind, they've hidden theirs for so long, or two, they forgot where they came from. And for me, with either one of those, if you if you don't know where you came from, you, you have no idea where you're going. Oh, that's very true. You know, if 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 I'm driving, if I'm driving down the road, and I'm headed south, you know, like if if I don't know I'm coming from the south, and I'm and here I am, you know, saying, well, I need to go, I need to go south, I need to go south. Well, if you don't know you're already coming from the south. Then chances are you might end right back up there. So know where you came from, because when you know where you came from, you know how to get to where you're going. That way, you won't ever go back there anymore. Right. I agree. Now, one of the things that you you made made a very valid point. If if you're gonna know where you're going, you gotta know where you come from. And we all come from a place of sin. We do. But I think God really blessed those who can recognize and who are real with that and who are willing to be exposed and transparent in order to teach. Aren't we born in sin? We are born in the sin. We're born in the sin, yes. So at what point do you start thinking you're perfect or you're healed or whatever the case may be? Most of, I mean, I would assume they think when they, when they start, you know, well, I don't know. You're right. That is a good question. At what point, what, at what point have they become perfect? Right. I'm trying to figure it out because um, I don't think I want to quite be that. I don't think perfect is where I want to be. I don't think I fit no, anyone's perfect box. No, I'm not interested in being perfect. You, you know, because, I mean, if I'm perfect, then <laughs> I, I'd hate to see him perfect because God knows I still have, you know, a lot of things that still need to be worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't we all? But I think recognizing that part is truly closer to perfection than denying, only because you recognize that, hey, I need some help along the way. 
hey, I need to be healed, you know, it's a scab over, but it's still, you know, not quite healed yet. Um, that's what I mean when I say closer to perfection because you, you, you recognize it versus being in denial and, you know, you got a doggone tourniquet on and you don't even realize that you're about to lose an extremity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because you're not letting your scars get air. They need air to heal. They need to be exposed. And if you're not Mm -hmm. giving them the proper exposure, then you're not healing. You're not healing through Mm -hmm. all of the pain. You're sitting there and you're suffering in silence. And you're doing Mm -hmm. it all at the notion of trying to be perfect. Like, Trying to look perfect for another man, for an imperfect person. Yeah. Basically. You said it right there. See, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, uh, I cuss. Well, actually, I've been, been, been trying to quit, uh, But that's, you know, now those are the more fresh scars. I don't know, that cussing went deep. I've had that one since like the fifth grade. That one's the only part here. Uh, (laughs) That meant I was all like five. But um, I've did my damage to the community, you know, um, in multiple ways. I've done some things that I'm not proud of. I know God would be proud of, and it did not bring honor to my family. So I know that's, that's that. You know, we're talking about fornicating and all that good stuff. Yep. Check that out, too. But I'm real with mine, and I cannot wear mine. So if I ever had to talk to anybody about anything, I got it. I got encyclopedias. Let me go back on the shelf and see what I got under that topic. So that way yeah, I can help heal out. part of me, heal part of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what it's about, though. Yes. You know, so not not only is it about, you know, exposing your scars, but it's about your willingness to share the story behind those scars. Um, Mm -hmm. That's how, that's where true healing comes from. It doesn't come from, you know, exposure alone. It's good. It's needed. But, you know, you got to... You got to do a little more than that. Yeah, you got to embrace your imperfections. Embrace them. And the funny thing is, once you've healed, other people will celebrate that 
more than you will, more than you have. Of course. Other people. Mhm. Yep, absolutely. Now, one thing you can say is once uh, uh, God is supposed to change on you, certain things don't don't look as appealing or sound as good. When so, you can tell when someone is doing something to be accepted, or, or you, can, you can tell that it's not genuine or sincere. Um, cousin, for example, you can you can have somebody who who curse, you know, just because trying to sound a certain kind of way, and then you can just tell somebody who curse. Uh, because that's just what they do, you know, uh, because they're comfortable, they're familiar, you know what I mean? And one don't sound like the other. When I was when I was in uh, school in in, uh, in basic, the guy was like, y'all adults, y'all speak how y'all want to speak. Touch if you want to. And I swear, I swear. Where it, I sounded like a Sam Jet movie. Man, I look back now, I'm like, man, so horrible, so horrible. Would I tell you horrible? Horrible. But now, in a conversation, you know, if it's just light, I, I can cuss and be cool because I'll be being cool. But when it's serious, I won't cuss. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that, I'm still that much in control of, of it, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So that's the difference. When you're doing something, uh, being selfish, or you're doing something to help someone else uh, for a selfless act, it looks different. It looks different. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say other people will celebrate for you when you make a change, when your scar is no longer vis- visible. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you say when your scars are no longer visible. Other people will celebrate the fact that you heal when your scars are no longer visible before you will. Before you ah, heal. I got you. I got you. What do you think about that? Yes, other people know your scars, though. If they're gonna stay, in order for them to celebrate you, they have to know, and that's you know that's that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. 
You know what I mean? Because if you are transparent and and showing your scars and sharing your story behind those scars, then and and people people know. Um, once those scars are no longer visible, like you said, and you found you're happy, you found your joy, and you know maybe you know maybe you were um, a drug abuser and it had taken a toll on your weight and, and your skin and different things like that. Well, once you've been delivered from that and in certain areas, that's no longer. Um, your scars from that abuse is are no longer visible. You, know, you people start to celebrate. Oh, you look so good. Your skin is so pretty. Blah blah blah, and it's glowing. So you are right. People do begin to celebrate you probably before you do, and people begin to see your deliverance probably before you do. Um, but in order for that to happen, in order for that celebration to happen. You got to reveal your scars. You have to. You got to. You got to reveal your scars. You have to reveal. Uh, you don't necessarily even have to tell. Um, I guess you do have to tell how you got the scars. You know, in order to start the healing process. Um, but you don't have to tell how many times of the frequency of it. Um, you just need to know, tell me that you, you, you've you been where I'm at and this is the scar I got from it. And, you know, that's, I believe, where it's really at. If that makes sense. Yes. We want to. Yes, I know we want to uh, appear to be perfect. I know we don't want anybody to know that we've ever been in a bad place or a bad space on the other side of things. But the fact of the matter is, we're all, we've all been there. And some of us are still there. But in order to make what you've gone through worthwhile, you got to be willing to share it with any and everyone. That may actually, actually be the difference in saving someone's life. You are absolutely right. It definitely, it definitely could be. Well, I think that you know, I, I, this comes to mind. I was watching a commercial. Um, I don't know whether it was today or the other day, but I think that it. So it's a commercial about food and, you know, how you go into the grocery store and you you may have, um, 
you know, you go and say you're buying um, salmon, right? And the the fillets are so they're perfect cut. You know, there's no ruffled edges. It's not disproportionate in any way. Um, but now, and so what happens is, is whenever they these food items are processed, the grocery store does not sell imperfect foods. So this mm. company has now taken imperfect foods and, and discounted them and is delivering them to folks' doorstep, whether it be broccoli or, you know, um, meat, any type of vegetables, fruit, or different things. You know, you may have a tomato that wasn't perfectly round. It may have a bump, you know, on a, on the right side, you know, and you wouldn't put it in the grocery store because folk probably wouldn't buy it. Um, but it's still a perfectly good tomato. So they discount it, and they'll put that tomato in where the, you know, meat or whatever, and, and you can make dinner with imperfect foods. My point is, is that there's nothing wrong with being imperfect um, because if you take a tomato, for instance, the tomato that has the bump on it and the tomato that's perfectly round, well, they, they're both still red in color. They're both still, mm-hmm. you know, you could probably get the same amount of slices out of each. Um, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, is, the one with the bump may be just a little sweeter than the one without it. You don't know until you try it. So it's one of those things where being imperfect, for me, just a little bit sweeter than being perfect. Yeah, I think uh, it gives character. Yeah. Gives character, so keep your perfection. I'll take the, the imperfection. Yeah, I took imperfection all day. All day, you know. It's I, you know, I need somebody who can roll with me to to these imperfect places that I go to. And, you know, help save imperfect people. Help, you know, deliver the word or whatever to imperfect people. Like, if I'm going to 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 volunteer at a place or what have you, you know, um, oh, I don't need nobody wearing dressing and high heels down there, you know, all, you know, I would say all bougied up to to come down and and serve at a soup kitchen or to come down and wash dishes or what have you at the Boys and Girls Club or whatever. I need somebody who's going to come and roll up their shirt and get their elbows in some grease ready to work. Don't put on a yeah. facade that you're perfect. You know, Come, come on, let's get this. Let's get this working. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Um, we're here to help people, not, you know, appear to be holier than thou or appear to be better than them. You know, they want to see that we are like them. 
You know, they want to they want us in the trenches with them. You know, because the only mm-hmm. way, you know, like if if I don't know what a trench is, how am I gonna pull you out of it? If I've never been where you are, how am I gonna, you know, yeah, how am I gonna how am I gonna help you if I've never been where you are? Key right there. That's what that's the that's what the scarring is about. Helping someone else. That's it. I gotta go through it in order to help you. I got to. And I gotta go through the shit. You. We got, look, we got matching scars. We scar brothers. Mm-hmm. And laugh about it, man. You look at it, man. I ain't going back over there. You know what? Me neither, man. Man, man that scar got me. Man. Mm-hmm. So we can learn. And then we can see somebody else with another scar. We say, hey, <laughs> scar brother number three. But all of it Absolutely. is for us to learn. It's to learn. Obviously, I didn't do a good job if I got two other ones beside me with the same scar. I didn't do a good job of preventing how about that? If you got right. 10, 15 other ones that you could have prevented that was after you, how well did you really do? You're absolutely right. You know, it's, uh, I'm not, a, are you afraid to hide what you've been through? I'm not afraid to hide mine. I mean, to show mine, excuse me. Oh, no. Listen, I'll show mine up. Hey, it don't matter to me now. The only person who I'm afraid to show already know I got them, so. Right. (laughs) And and you know what? If you if you really want to get down to it, he was there with you when you got him. He know about him. He know about him. He was right there with me. He was in the trap with me. Right. Right, and bought you out. He put some on me. Right on now. He told me get. He told me get out there before. They kicked in the door. Told me to get out yep. of there. So you got to understand that even in the midst of you doing your wrong, whatever your wrong may be, quote unquote, God is still right there with you. He has never abandoned you, He's never forsaken you. He's right there with you. So when you, whenever you ask him, whatever you're doing or wherever you're at, and you say, God, I'm ready, change my life right now because I'm, I'm over this. He's ready right there. Mm-hmm. It makes it happen. To walk you out of there. To walk you into another person, another fleshly person that could help you. And they could understand where you've been. Mm-hmm. 
That's the beauty of it. Yeah, you saying something right there. And once you ask for forgiveness, he don't put it in the sea of forgetfulness. But what I've learned is he let the scars stay right there so you can prevent someone else from going down that road. Mm-hmm. Or when you go back over there and you bring somebody else to God, you introduce somebody else to God, they got the, they, you got the scars to show that you got credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's about. White credit, street credit, and God credit. <laughs> like God credit does. Oh, they long. My street credit good now. Make no mistake about it. My street credit good. But that God credit is. Who needs street credit <laughs> when you got God credit? I like to keep my face clean in the streets for, you know, personal reasons. But I got God credit. <laughs> What's in your wallet? No, who wallet am I in? That's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Every scar, every scrape, every fracture, every broken bone, whatever the case may be, every burn. Every surgical scar, that's a story. And there's a lot of scars that you don't see from abandonment, pain, abuse, be it mental, physical, whatever. Somebody else have those scars. So I challenge uh-huh. all my brothers and sisters to expose your scars, to help someone else. You can be the difference between life and death. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I mean, quite honestly, you know, you can you can take that to the bank. You know, this that's just what it is. It's for your scars, what you've gone through, is so that you can do um, what what God has done for us, and and basically, you know, help save somebody else. You know, help lead somebody else out of their darkness. Um, into mm-hmm. their light, you know. So as that's what it's all about. Well, at some point, we all have to be real with ourselves. And that's being real with our scars. 
Take off the wig. Expose the cornrows. Take off the, you know, the fancy dress, the ball gown, whatever. Expose the scars. For the sisters, there's a lot of little sisters out here that's going through things. But don't feel as though there's anyone who can relate, who have gone through, or who are currently going through the same thing. Please, expose your scars. To the brothers, loosen up your ties, relax your jackets. Show these young brothers that you too are scarred. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new under the sun. So if it happened to the generation prior to us, it's definitely going to happen to the generation that succeed us. But we can be the difference because we have the scars that we can talk to these ones after us. Well, hell, even the ones that's in our generation. But we have the scars to prove that God is good. Take them for yourself. Take them for yourself. Anything else, Miss Quick? No. No. Well, we still here to now close out. Would you like to pray? Would you like me to pray? You can go ahead and take us on up. Well, I'm going to do it. Father God, we thank you for tonight's topic. We thank you for the transparency. We thank you for the realness. We thank you for all that you brought us through as individuals, all that you brought us through as husband and wife, all that you've brought us through as a black man and a black woman. Father, we also would like to take this time to thank all, thank you for all that you brought our brothers and sisters to. Father, we ask that you give them the courage to expose their scars, to help heal them, to help heal those that ask questions about their scars who can relate. Father God, we come to you. We share two or more. We gather in your name. You have been the miss. So, Father, we know that it will be done. But we ask that you give us the strength. The strength to heal. To strength to peel back all the layers. And, Father God, we take this time to remind our brothers and sisters, regardless of whatever deed, the place that they're in, that you're always there with them, just waiting on them to ask you for help. Just waiting for you to ask, for them to ask you to come into their lives, whatever. 
And Father God, we call it done. We thank you in advance. We thank you for tonight's show. We thank you for Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin in their absence. And we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Scars Exposed. I'm your host at number one with Miss Quick and in the absence of Dr. Twin and Pastor Robertson. Until next Tuesday, love God, trust God, love your brothers, wash your hands, be safe. Peace.
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.